We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It's August 21st. It's 2020, and we have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my buddy, Eyes819. Keith, how are you doing, my friend? Doing well. Doing well. How are you? Uh, I'll let you know here in a little while. I need uh, I need Baltimore and Boston to wake up the bats a little bit. Um, Eovaldi is uh, looking like Cy Eovaldi, and I hate when Cy Eovaldi comes out when I stack against him. So, <laughs> Yeah, I had a bit of Baltimore too. Uh, I've got a lot of late offense yet, so I'm, I'm still hopeful to, for tonight. Yeah, I have a lot of Oakland and San Francisco. We're recording pretty early, um, so like these games are not even going to get started by the time we get done. So um, get to go. Watch um watch a little bit of that and um really impressed by Shane Bieber again. Like this guy is just Incredible. he is front runner for Cy Young right now, in my opinion. Yep, absolutely. Hands That's down. Insane. Yeah. Yep. So Underdog Fantasy Sports from the minds behind the draft app. NFL Best Ball is fun, set it and forget it format. They have an app on iOS and Android. Best ball leagues from three dollars to a hundred dollars, including their signature best ball mania tournament. $25 entry, 
million dollar prize pool with two hundred thousand dollars to the winner. They also have a five dollar tournament as well called the Bubble. Be on the lookout for live draft shows on Rotor Grinders. Check them out now at underdogfantasy.com or download the app today and start your NFL drafting. Let's get started here. Uh, like I said, we have a gazillion games to get through. So my favorite game on the slate is the Marlins and Nationals. It stinks that that game's not on the slate because I'd be stacking that bad boy up. Uh, Brewers and Pirates is where we get started. Though. We got Hauser against Chad Cool. Do you have any interest here in Adrian Hauser? Um, slight, slight interest, uh, probably more of a tournament play for me. Uh, this Pirates offense is pretty bad, but Hauser, Hauser doesn't go very deep. Um, so I, I do have some interest, not, not a cash game play for me, but I, I'll throw a few darts in tournaments. See, he, he pitched against, this is the team that he opened the season against. Um, and like he pitched really well against them in five innings and like it was his first start. So he only went 68 pitches. Like if he can get... 85 to 90 here like he's been getting. Um, I, I think he could dominate this game. He gets a ballpark upgrade going to Pittsburgh. We don't have a ton of great arms. We have some good arms in this range. We don't have a ton of great arms. So, like, he's one of those good arms that – listen, I'm going to keep talking about how bad Pittsburgh is. They're bad. And, like, I'm worried about Josh Bell. Colin Moran has some power. But outside of that, like, this offense is <laughs> – they're rebuilding. Um, let's just say that. So – I think Hauser's in play. And then on the other side, Chad Cool. Milwaukee's bad, but I don't think Chad Cool is great. Um, he does have some K stuff, but, like, you want to talk about a guy we have zero idea how deep he'll go. Um, it, it's definitely Chad Cool. Yeah, I'm with you there. He he has been getting stretched out a little bit and has been having pretty good success. Brewers' offense is pretty bad. Um, but, yeah, not a ton of interest. You could do a lot worse at 6,900. I will say that, like, yeah. when you're looking at the guys in this range, like Logan Webb, Danny Duffy, you know, John Gray against the Dodgers, Plutko against Detroit, I guess is interesting, but, like, Quantrill against Houston, like, you could do a lot worse in this range. So, I'm not going to instantly write him off. He is a guy that, you know, has a 33% K rate since, you know, beginning of the season. So, and this, man, this Milwaukee team – when you look at like 2020 Man. numbers, like yeah. it's bad. You know, yeah. Garcia, 27%, Yelich, 31%, Hera, 35%, Smoke, 42%, Gamble, 44.4%, like a lot of strikeouts up and down this lineup. Um, listen, as far as the Milwaukee bats, I, I think Yelich as a one-off is always in play, but like it, it's just not a team that I'm going to stack a lot. I'm definitely not going to stack it, you know, when we're looking at – this 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 price tags on some of these guys. Yeah, this I, ballpark. I, yeah, totally agree. Cool uh, has has struggled with lefty power in his career, so I, I really like the Yelich call. Uh, maybe a stab at Smoke as a one off cheap, but yeah, I, I'm not going to stack him either. Yeah, and the thing like I always like Yelich against like fly ball types of guys, and like Chad Cool is a massive fly ball guy, um, so. Uh, and then on the Pittsburgh side, like, Josh Bell's a one-off, I guess. Colin Moran is a one-off. But, like, I'm not going out of my way to target bats in this game. Yeah, with you there. Big slate. We don't have to settle for offenses that are underwhelming this season. Uh, Tigers and Indians, Michael Fulmer against Adam Plutko. Um, Fulmer, is he doing, like, the whole opening bit? Um, yeah, he's been. It's, yeah, it's going to be Alexander. So Yeah, he's, like, uh, three in his tops. 
Yeah, like uh, this is just a full end pass for me on both of these guys. Yeah, with you. Uh, Plutko, like Detroit's another team that's just this this lineup is really bad. Do you have any interest here in Adam Plutko? Uh, no interest in Plutko. No. He's gonna be like an like a, a ownership type of thing for me. Like if if he gets like ownership, I'll, I'll pass. But if nobody's playing him. He could strike out righties, and he'll probably see five, six righties here. Uh, so, like, if he doesn't get any ownership, I might roll the dice at 6,300 on one of my three teams. But two-pitcher site, not a fan will play by any means. Um, Detroit bats, anything standing out to you here for Detroit? So, a lot of the pitching I like in on this slate, similar to – to yesterday's slate is at the high end so i'm gonna have to find some cheap offense and this detroit offense does actually interest me a little bit uh plitko's a, a contact guy for the most part uh, detroit's got some sneaky power i, I like goodrum uh maybe Kristen stewart can run into one uh jimer candelario has been uh decent of late so maybe like a three-man to, to complement a, a higher price stack and high price pitching I don't mind that call. Um, I, I get why I get why you're wanting to do it. Um, you know, it's just man, this, this team's scary. Um, the guy that like has been hitting the ball this year has been like Jacoby Jones, and like he's three K. So like you can get the guy that's actually been hitting the ball this year. Like he's been cold lately, but like to start the season, like he was the dude that was like super hot. Um, so. Like, you're getting a lot of cheap bats, um, so I understand, like, why you'd be looking at it. Um, Cleveland on the other side, any interest in these bats? I do. I Always interest in Cleveland, bat, in Cleveland bats. Um, I don't love targeting games that are more of a bullpen scenario. Like, you're going to get Fulmer for two or three, and then whoever whoever the reliever is coming in after them, and they're going to mix and match from there. So I don't, I don't love the full stack, I don't think. So here's the thing that I kind of like about Cleveland. The top four guys are all switchy switch hitters, and Reyes hits righties better than lefties. So it's going to be Tyler Alexander that comes in and throws a couple innings after Fulmer, and he's a contact guy. Fulmer's pitching to contact this year. So, like, Cleveland, a team that's struggling, gets two guys to start this game that are kind of contact guys. And, like, the Detroit bullpen is nothing to write home about. So, like – I think you can look at like a three to five man top end type of stack here just because you got all those switch guys. So like, it really doesn't matter who they bring in Um, because like, even like the switch hitters, like a lot of these guys can hit both sides. So I think Cleveland's a little interesting here. The only issue that I have with Cleveland here is like Ramirez is 54. Lindor is 53. Reyes is 46. Santana is 44. So like you're, you need like a big game on a, on a, I guess it's going to be 12 games because the Yankees game got postponed. But, like, on a 12-game slate still, like, you're going to need big production out of a stack that's this expensive. And, like, Cleveland hasn't provided that at all this season. Yeah, and that's uh, going back to – it's it's how the pitching breaks down on this slate. I just – I don't think I can fit the full stack in. So, um, I do like a couple of one-offs or three-man, but um, probably can't pay for the full stack. Phillies and Braves, Aaron Nola, Max Freed. Um, any interest here in Nola? So Nola has been outstanding to start the year. Um, the Braves are without um, Acuna and without uh, Albies. So, yeah, I think uh, Nola is one of the top plays on the slate. 
I'm with you. I am a guy that doesn't play right-handed pitchers against the the Braves, but this is this is 2018 Aaron Nola. This is not 2019 Aaron Nola. Um, a lot of like the concerns that we had with him last year. It's just like his stuff is moving again. He's getting strikeouts. He's attacking hitters. This dude has a 40% K rate on the season, and like he is just attacking guys. And the thing is, like, there's no underlining numbers saying that, like, he's going backwards. He has a 2 ERA with a 1.24 XFIP. Like, this is, this is what we want to see from Aaron Nola. So, as much as I don't like to target the Braves, Aaron Nola is very much in play here. Um, he's a guy that can go out and get you double-digit strikeouts. You already mentioned no Albies, no Acuna. This lineup, you know, outside of Freeman, it, it's, it's still good. I'm not going to sit here and say the Braves lineup is still not good. Like, I, I think, like, in cash games, you can make arguments for maybe safer options. But, like, I think he's super in play across the board. Um, so, I'm with you. I, I think Nola is one of the top pitchers on the slate. Um, I think Max Freed is really starting to show why he's a top prospect, too. Um, he's pitching fantastic to start the season. This is a really – tough matchup on paper they're gonna throw McCutcheon Hoskins Ramuto Sangura um they call that bum like they're gonna throw probably seven I, I would guess Harper and Didi are still in the lineup so seven righties against Freed and it's scary I, I think he's gonna be low owned uh what's your thoughts on Max Freed so with Freed it's it's the strikeout upside um I do still have some interest because of that um Philly does scare me. There, there's a ton of right-handed power in this lineup, and even Harper and Gregorius are, are pretty good against lefty-lefty. So um, it, it's, a, it's a scary matchup. Boom-bust spot, though. He can, he can strike some people out. He's very good against lefties. I, I, I agree with you. Harper is really good. Just in general, he's a good hitter. But, like, this guy is very good against lefties. Like, he does not give up a lot of power to lefties. He has good stuff against lefties too. Like he he throws that like fastball slider, like curveball mix against lefties, and doesn't just like throw fastballs like some lefty lefty matchups. So, um, bats in this game, like overall, I think this is one of those games that I'll probably stay away from. But I will say, like if I pull up Weather Edge and it's going to be like super hot with perfect dew points and stuff, like you can make an argument for a Philly stack or even maybe like a Freeman one off. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm probably going to avoid it on a big slate. Um, but if it's going to be super low owned and the weather's hot, then then I might have some interest. I will say, like, both of these teams, the offenses, the power that both of these teams have, they can win you tournaments. So, like, you know, on a 12-game slate at low ownership, like, even though we like the pitchers, like, these types of teams with these – like, look at the lineups up and down. Like, even without Albies and, um, you know, Acuna, like, both these lineups are, like, stout up and down. So, they can win you tournaments. So, you know, you got to take that into account when you're looking at, like, large field tournaments. Uh, Red Sox and Orioles, Col Colton Brewer against John Means. Um, any interest here in Colton Brewer? None for me. Yeah, like, this might be one of those whole situations where, like, we see, like, long relievers for both sides. Um, I was reading earlier that, like, we might only see Means throw a, a few and then, like, Lopez is going to come in and then, like, Brewer might start and then, like, um, Hernandez might come in for the Red Sox. So, I don't know. Um, 
like this is just one of those spots where I'm going to get a bullpen game out of two of the worst bullpens in baseball. Like I know this game's kind of underwhelming right now on, on Thursday, but I'm probably going to go back to the well and load up on this game. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I, I think Hernandez is a, is a really good pitcher and he's going to be a decent starter one day, probably a really good starter. Um, he's, he's pitched out of the bullpen the last year and hasn't pitched this year. I don't, believe um he was uh he was covid so yeah yeah. Yeah. so i'm i'm more on the boston side just because of the respect for hernandez um but yeah i i definitely am going to have exposure to both sides of this game the thing that i like about baltimore here um i well i guess we'll start with baltimore but the thing that i like about baltimore here is like Colton Brewer is going to scare some people off of like Nunez and Alberto and like Hernandez being a lefty. Hernandez had a massive whip last season too. Like his whip, I think it ended at like one seven or something like that. Um, So I think like you could target some of these, you know, righties that are very splits neutral and, um, you know, take care of business here with Baltimore, but I'm with you. I like the Boston side more like John means is not great. Um, and then, like, Jorge Lopez is going to come in in relief. Like, how many times did we stack against this guy when he pitched for Kansas City last year? Yeah, that that's it right there. I, I Means is not a terrible pitcher. Um, so, give me all the – I hope Jorge Lopez comes in in the second inning and, and Boston can just destroy him. Uh, that, that's really my target here. Uh, and I'm going to full stack it several different ways. Yeah, like, they've let they've Means let go, me anywhere go anywhere from, like, from like – two thirds to like, oh, like four and two thirds. So it's like, what are we really going to get from John means here? Like, but here's the thing, both of these bullpens are bad. So if any of these guys get in trouble, like that's one of the reasons that you like that you're stacking against Boston this year is just that bullpen has been (laughs) so I'm a Sox fan. It's been hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Uh, Going, going back to the Baltimore thing, a little bit. Um, Hernandez could come in and, and walk three guys, give up a hit, and he may not be out there for more than an inning or two. So, um, more I think about it, I, I do have a lot of interest in the Baltimore side too. Uh, yeah, like you, you, you honestly, like it doesn't matter who the team is. You have to have interest in anybody t- taking on the Red Sox. Like, uh, like I say that Nathan Evaldi's pitching great on Thursday, and it's and it's tilting, but like. I'm going to stack against the Red Sox every day because I know if I get to that bullpen in like the third or fourth inning at all this season, like I I have tournament winning upside every time. So, um, you know, I I think that this is definitely something that I'm going to be looking at on this slate for sure. Uh, Minnesota and Kansas City, Jake Odorizzi, Danny Duffy um, facing off here. Uh, Always fun with the Duffmeister. Uh, Do you have any interest in um, Jake Odorizzi? Threw a curveball. I said Duffy and I I threw a curveball at you. Um, Odorizzi in, he, he missed the beginning of the season. He's in his third start, I believe. This would be his uh, third one. Yep. Yeah. So hasn't, hasn't went deep yet. Uh, has had success in the past. I, Kansas city doesn't have a great offense. Uh, what's Odorizzi's price? Wow. He's up at 9,000. Uh, not at 9,000. I don't think. Yeah. Like, so he's, this is his third start this season and it's his third start against Kansas city. And like that to me is like, all right, that's a red flag in general. Um, the fact that like it was a back injury, um, 
like I feel like as long as it wasn't an arm injury, I'm okay with that. I think like he'll probably throw like 90, 95 pitches in the start. Um, you know, that's usually the jump on two to three. Uh, but man, it's so concerning that like here we go again, like same team. Like this is like they they have seen him so much recently. Um, and like I, I hate that. I really do. The price on DraftKings, I was quickly pulling up like the price on FanDuel. Um, and like his FanDuel price. Because I, I think he has really high win equity. I will say that. So, like, on FanDuel, it's somewhat interesting. Um, yeah, I was interested till I saw the price. Uh, he is 6500 on FanDuel. I think he's super playable over there. Agree. Yep, totally. Yep. Yeah, way cheaper, much more of a FanDuel play. The win equity is there. I have zero interest in Danny Duffy on that note. <laughs> Not against this Minnesota tw- team. Um, I mean, Nelson Cruz is one of the best hitters in baseball. Put him against the lefty, and he's in the top – three conversation uh so no yeah it, it's a tough matchup for duffy yeah so no cruz um you know we we should see those guys in there for sure um you know buxton has been hitting lefties this season you know garver has been ice cold to start the season but like you know if we if we look at a larger sample size he, he definitely has great numbers against lefties so there's gonna be enough bats here even like marwin gonzalez and stuff like yeah plonko that, will turn around and hit yeah, and like I know that Josh Donaldson's getting close. Um, uh, so you know we got to watch that. Like I know he's getting close. So could happen over the weekend. Could happen in the beginning of next week. But I know he's getting a lot closer. Um, anybody else from Minnesota? No, I mean I don't mind Kepler lefty lefty. He's had some success, but not wouldn't be one one of my top choices. Duffy gives up a lot of fly balls to lefties too um, and doesn't generate a ton of soft contact against lefties. So I honestly, I don't mind the Kepler or Rosario if you're stacking Minnesota. Cause if like you get Duffy out in like the third or fourth inning, like those guys could pay dividends on their stack on the back end of your stack. So um, I don't mind lefty lefty. I always say that like if you're stacking a team and you're making like a five man stack, don't be afraid of like playing lefty lefty or righty righty matchups and like just playing the platoons. Cause everybody just wants the platoon guys. Yeah, people way overreact to same-handedness matchups, especially lefty-lefty. And and there's merit to it, but I think it's gone too far. Like, Mike Yastrzemski, for example, tonight is going to be, like, unowned, and I have 20% of him. Yeah, and, and, like, he's easily a guy that can win you a tournament with multiple home runs. So, yeah. um, Kansas City bats, like – Oda Rizzi's a guy that throughout his career, he's always given up a ton of hard contact. So, like, if I was targeting bats from Kansas City, probably be like Dozier or Solaire, right? Like, the two power guys here. Yeah, Oda Rizzi is definitely the fly ball guy that, yeah, it, it, I'd be hunting home runs. Definitely no stacks for me. Man, Eovaldi is just mowing. It's so tilting. He is just mowing <laughs> them down. Um, man, if you guys knew how much Baltimore I played today, man. Reds and Cardinals, Anthony Descalfani <laughs> against Dakota Hudson. Um, any interest here in Descalfani? So he got absolutely crushed in his last start. I know. I played him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think he's a good pitcher, though. Um, I don't think the Cardinals are very good. They're without DeJong and without Molina. Molina's uh, back. Looks, Molina is back. You're right. Um, yeah. I still have some interest. Uh, I just I don't think the Cardinals' offense is is that threatening. Uh, he's down there at seventy seven, eighty one hundred on DraftKings. 
uh, we're looking for something in that range. Um, so I'm going to give him a pass on the last start and I'll, I'll probably sprinkle him in a little bit. He is so, he's so so like, like, um, um, lineup dependent for me. Like if they roll out, like, cause they, like they have lefties now, like they can go Wong, they can go Edmund, they can go Carpenter, Miller. I'm trying to count in my head. That's four Fowler's five. They have Carlson. So like six lefties. Not super concerned about, like, the bottom lefties, but, like, originally when I opened up this slate, I loved Escalfani. And, like, realizing, like, how left-handed heavy – because, like, the Cardinals for the last two or three years, they've just notoriously been, like, a very right-handed heavy team. So, yeah. like, I was, like, super pumped about this spot. Um, Milwaukee went super right-handed against Escalfani a couple starts ago, and he dominated them. So, like, it really, for me, is going to depend on – what this lineup looks like because we we already talked about Hauser in the same price range and I like Hauser's matchup. If Descafani is facing a lot of um, lefties, I might go Hauser and, and like Nola or whoever I end up with at the top. I think um, you know there's a couple options up there. So I'm not writing off Descafani. I think like he just didn't have it against Pittsburgh. It, it wasn't his start, and like I'm not super concerned about the Cardinals in general, but like. Even, like, Sonny Gray ran into some trouble um, facing a bunch of lefties against this team on Thursday, and I know it's a one-game, like, sample, but, like, it's enough for me to be a little bit more concerned just because they can go so left-handed heavy now. Yeah, he's certainly not going to be one of my top own, but um, if I'm just looking to save some salary, uh, and I'm talking large field tournaments here. He can win you a tournament. There's no doubt about it. He can win you a tournament. Like, no doubt, no question in my mind. Like, if he's on, he's a guy that can put up 30-plus. So, uh, Dakota Hudson on the other side. Dakota Hudson, like, he's been somewhat impressive on, like, the ability to get ground balls and not, like, get, like, smashed and stuff like that. You know, his strikeout rate is up a little bit this season. But, like, overall, this is, like, more of, like, a pitch-to-contact guy that we've seen so far. And I hate pitch-to-contact guys in tournaments. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, I and I do have respect for the Reds' offense. Um, no Hudson for me. Uh, let's talk bats here. What's standing out to you for Cincinnati? Uh, I, it's the lefties mainly. Uh, Winker has been off to an amazing start. Mustakas has got a ton of power. Uh, the righties with power: Cassianos and Suarez always can play them. Uh, those the tacos, man. Gotta love me some moose tacos. Uh, I'm so happy that he's healthy and like he's back and everything. Like he's just a guy that anytime he's facing the righty, gotta love the moose tacos. Um, I don't love the St. Louis ballpark, but it has been hot a little bit um, at times and we can play this spot, but I don't know if I'd five man stack since I think they could be like a secondary stack though. You'd go like um, Castellanos, Suarez, Moustakas, um, I said this, you did Grinders Live with me. I was so excited that Vado was batting leadoff and I don't have to stack him. So, I hate playing that dude. Um, <laughs> that, is, that is convenient, yeah. It is. Start, at, start at number two and go on down the list. But, like, realistically, like, I hate on Vado. He's a real good real-life hitter. And, like, he actually makes sense as, like, a leadoff hitter. He doesn't give you, like, the speed. But, like, he's a dude that chokes up. He puts the ball in play. Like, he doesn't strike out a ton. Like, he is a definite, legit potential leadoff hitter. But... Yeah. Um, Cardinals bats. Anything standing out to you here? 
only if it only if I'm looking at Descalfani's last start is the reason I would have interest. You mentioned the lefties. I don't know that Carpenter's the same as as he was. Um, just I, I don't think I have a ton of interest in St. Louis. No. Yeah, I, Carpenter's thirty six hundred. And Brad Miller's 3,700. Like, I could potentially see myself using those guys, like, together and doing, like, a two-man with, like, a one-off and, like, a five-man uh, just because of the price. But I'll be honest, like, when you're looking at it, how many stacks are you really going to leave out at first and maybe potentially, like, a third baseman? Um, so, right. it's really tough. Um, Brad Miller, like, I don't know what he's been drinking or whatever, but um, he's been hitting the ball super hard and um, – I always respect that. Like I always respect like when a guy is seems to be healthy and maybe has found his swing again. Um, and he's 3,700. I think he's, he's playable. Um, Descafani is a lot worse against lefties than he is righties. So I don't mind like a little two man, but I'm with you Carpenter. There's something going on with him for sure. Uh, White Sox and Cubs, Dallas Keuchel, John Lester. Um, any interest here in Keuchel? Um, I don't know what the wind is doing. I didn't have a chance to check that. Did you? I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. He's a ground ball guy anyway, um, but he's not a strikeout guy. There are some strikeouts in this Cubs lineup. So uh, um, what's the price? Neutral wind. Wind shouldn't be a thing here in this game. Neutral wind. I don't think there's enough upside at 8,200 on DraftKings uh, for me to play him against the Cubs power right-handed bats. Yeah, like he probably puts up like fifteen in this. Like both of these pitchers probably put up like fifteen. Yeah, I probably don't stack against either one of these guys, but I don't like the problem with the Cubs too. You need fly ball pitchers against them. They hit the ball on the ground a ton. Like I, it's something that I noticed last year. It's definitely you know carried on to this season as well. Like I think like six or seven of these guys have you know ground ball rates around fifty percent against um, lefties too. So. Yeah, I, I'm looking at this projected lineup for the Cubs right now, and Bryant got a, an injection in his wrist the other day, and he's missed the last couple games. This projected lineup is ugly. <laughs> it if, is. If this is what they're rolling out. I might have more interest in Keiko than I thought. Um, Hap at the top, he's better from the left side. Rizzo hits lefties well, um, but obviously better against a righty. Baez has been awful this year to start. Contreras will scare you. Bodie's hit the ball well, but I mean, and then the bottom, there's nothing that scares me there. So th this lineup for the Cubs is, is not looking very dangerous. I say this all the time and um, I don't know how much I've said it recently, but like you should always check lineups when you're even like remotely considering a pitcher because like if this projected lineup rolls out and there's five, six guys with strikeout rates over 20, 20% and like everybody hits the ball on the ground, like, Heckle's not a terrible option, 8,200. Um, I, I, I think, like, in that type of scenario, like, he's a guy that could potentially go, like, seven, eight innings. Um, I just don't see them, like, letting him go over 100 pitches. Like, I feel like they're going to kids glove him. Um, but, oh, man, John Lester on the other side, like, I, I just – I can't play Lester at 9,500. And I know I say this every time, but he hasn't beat me yet. Like, he hasn't – paid off his price yet and i just don't I, I just don't like see it like he is pitching the ground balls this year and like i respect what he's doing and that's fine 
But this dude's sitting with a 5.4 xFIP with a 15% K rate. He's not missing bats. And, like, he's still giving up a ton of hard contact. So, all I need is, like, one game where, like, those ground balls and, the, like, he's missing the zone just by a, a little bit. And, like, he's going to get pounded eventually. And it's coming. I don't know if this is the spot, but it's coming. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I'm not playing any luster. Man, you can make a you can make you can make an argument for the White Sox stack on this slate. I just looked at their pricing. Like Anderson's forty eight hundred. He's been crushing the ball since he's come back from the right. IL. But like everybody else is like super cheap. Like everybody's cheap. Like you can make an argument for stacking the White Sox and going double barrel pitcher on this slate. So. I didn't originally have interest in stacking against Lester, but I might have talked myself into a White Sox stack. Yeah, and there, there's right-handed power too. Lester's going to give up a home run, at, at least one, probably two or three. So I, Listen I, to I, the Cubs fan. He knows. He sees yeah. it in John Lester. It, it's coming. I, I know it's coming. It's just oh – man, I hate pitchers with it. Like XFIP Sierra is three points higher than their ERA. Like that just screams regression so hard. Yep, and he's absolutely been good this year. But you you can see it in the underlying numbers. He misses with a couple pitches, and they're they're leaving the yard. Like it's that's just what's going to happen. And this White Sox team with their right-handed power is the perfect team to do it to him. Yeah, the Brewers just beat him up last start. Like it's man, I actually I like the White Sox a lot more than I originally had thought I was going to, but. You look at a lot of these numbers, and like if Lester struggles here, this is this is a spot. Like this team can win a win a tournament. They could hit three or four home runs with this lineup. Yeah, and the Cubs bullpen has been horrible. They've been better lately. Kimbrel seems to have found his stride. Uh, Jeffress and Wick have been pretty good, but but the Cubs bullpen to start the season was probably bottom five in baseball. So if they can get Lester out in three or four innings, then it's it's game on. Man, it is um, – it's really easy to build a Nola Hauser with a White Sox stack. <laughs> anyway, um, do you have any interest in the Cubs bats? Keuchel is not someone I generally target as a control guy, a ground ball guy. Um, it, it would be power one-offs for me, and Bryant would be the one, and I don't, I don't think he's going to be back yet. So, um, Bodie, if he's really cheap, would – maybe as a one-off, but Baez has been too bad for me to, to plug in there. So He's so cheap, though. Like, he's a guy that can hit two home runs at 4,100. Like, if you're playing large field tournaments, I don't know if I would, like, write off Javi Baez, but I agree with you. Like, he he's struggling, um, you know, three for his last 35 at the plate. So, like, know that going in. Know that going in um, that, like, there's a lot of, um, lot of struggle here for Javi Baez right now. So, uh, sure, the regular season is fun and all, but only one thing can compare to the excitement of the playoffs, and that is DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Both basketball and hockey have entered their respective playoffs, and DraftKings is putting you in the center of the action. With millions in prizes throughout the week, there is no better place to make it rain. Start playing for free with your first deposit today. If you haven't tried it, daily fantasy sports are easy to play. Just draft your players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points based off your players' performance. There's no better way to put your sports knowledge to the test than compete for millions of dollars in prizes throughout the week. But if Daily Fantasy isn't for you, DraftKings just launched Best Ball, a contest for football season. If you aren't familiar with Best Ball, simply head to the app now and check it out. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code GRIND to play 
free for, with your first deposit today. Compete for millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week alone. That's promo code GRIND to get a shot at millions of dollars in prizes all week long, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. We're moving right along here. We got the Rangers and the Mariners. Colby Allard against Nick Marchivius. Um, I could easily have said that wrong. I did not look it up before. I usually try to look up crazy names like that before. But, uh, hey, that's what we're going with. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I don't have any interest in either one of these pitchers. I have been picking on Texas all year long. But um, I don't I don't think I could do it here. He pitched okay against Houston last time out. But, like, again, Keith, we just got another pitch to contact guy. And, like, that scares me against a team like Texas who they kind of need a guy like this to get it rolling a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree with you. No interest in the pitchers. Uh, I mean, Allard was a high draft pick, but he hasn't shown any, any strikeout stuff either. He might – he might get lucky against the bad Mariners offense. Um, uh, Margavichus, I think is how it is. Um, no, yeah, no interest there either. Um, Texas's offense has been brutal, uh, but it, it's a strikeout problem, and Margavichus, just, he doesn't have any. Um, I don't mind Gallo as a one-off lefty on lefty, probably going to be a really low-owned, um, so I like that in a tournament, but – um, the full stack, I just – I don't know if there's enough talent in this Rangers team. Yeah, like Texas, I think you mentioned, you know, Joey Gallo, he's definitely in play. Um, I don't hate, like, that Todd Frazier type of play. Um, but that's that's really it, like, on the Texas side for me. I don't see myself, like, fully stacking it. And then, like, on the Seattle side, I love NOLA. Um, Austin NOLA under 4K against the lefty, you know, Kyle Lewis. I think he's another guy you could potentially look at here. Um, and then, like, we, we've talked about it a few times, like lefty-lefty matchups. Like, let's talk Kyle Seager. This guy, it, it just continues to crush left-handed pitching, and, like, nobody likes to play him against lefties. And then, like, he's good against righties. So, like, Seager, a guy with a 295 ISO, 400 Woba against lefties since the start of last season, is sitting at 3,500. Um, fantastic play. That, that that is a great call. Um, I don't mind the stack here. Dylan Moore has been decent this year too, hitting yep. in the two hole. So um, I don't mind the full stack. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you could potentially build like a four or five man stack here for Seattle, and they're not overly expensive. So uh, definitely a team that's on my radar. And um, I really don't think like we'll see any type of ownership on Kyle Seager, and um, he's crushing the ball right now. Yeah, love that. Uh, Astros and Padres, Lance McCullers against Garrett Richards. Um, I ate a hat last time. Um, Lance McCullers took the mound. Um, and like, I'm perfectly fine with being wrong. I'll admit when I'm wrong. I was wrong about McCullers. That's for sure. Um, like he pitched really well against the Giants. He pitched really well against Seattle. Uh, we're starting to see Lance McCullers return to Lance McCullers, um, you know, health wise. Do you have any interest in him here? I do. I, I can sympathize with you there because against Arizona, when they opened the roof on him, I was way overweight on him and he got absolutely destroyed. So um, he, this has been a tough guy to pin down this year. Um, but like you said, two good outings in a row, 
historically a very good pitcher. The curveball has been outstanding in the past. If, if he's getting the feel for that back, and instead of leaving it out over the plate, if he's burying it in the zone, uh, obviously San Diego has a ton of power, but McCullers has some strikeout upside, so probably some interest there, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, before we got started and, like, his last start, like, I, I was one that really criticized him where he was throw, leaving a lot of his pitches. And, like, over the last few starts, it's been a lot better. So, I think he's super in play here at 9,300. I do think there's some strikeout upside. And I do think, like, the the win equity is pretty high because uh, Quent- Quentrell on the other side, he stinks. Um So, we'll, we'll see. It's not Richards. It's Quantrill. My bad. Um, I said Richards first. But – yeah, like, it could be, like, an opener situation because he, he really hasn't, like, pitched deep yet, so it could be Richards out of the ball. I don't know. Like, the whole situation – I'm passing on whoever pitches for San Diego. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Houston, like, this this team's always an interesting stack. Like, they're not, like, crushing the ball. They're going to be coming out of cores here. Um, they're in play. I don't think that, like, Bregman, with him going to the I.L. and Alvarez going to the I.L., the stack isn't as sexy as it was. But, um, you know, they, they are going to have a lot of cheaper bats here because they, they are dealing with, you know, quite a few guys that are on the I.L. Yeah, it's really tough to stack this team because I think one of their best hitters is down there in the sixth hole. Kyle Tucker has been pretty good this year. Um, and Altuve has been terrible. And Josh Reddick is hitting cleanup. Like, <laughs> I don't – it's a really tough tough team to stack. I think that there's talent. Maybe a three-man would make more sense. I don't love Guriel in the fifth spot either. Um, so, I don't know. I don't even know how you would do it. So, it, Tucker is really the one I have the most interest in in, in Springer probably, but they're hitting so far apart that it, it's tough to even three-man them. Yeah, you almost want, like, Tucker, Reddick, and, like, Toro to hit together or something like that and, like, do, like, a little three-man with those guys. Um, like – get the low on Houston bats. Hopefully you get the right ones in there and like, you know, kind of maybe works out that way. So um, I could see like something like that working at the lineup spot, like even like a pro far, like if he, uh, or he's on the other side, sorry. Um, like it, it just, if you get the right lineup for Houston and then like the Padres side of things, like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm going to trust McCullers here. If you're not, if like, if you don't trust McCullers, stack San Diego. Like when he hasn't pitched well this season, it's been because of like leaving pitches up. And if he leaves pitches up against like Tatis, Machado and Gresham, like they're going to crush him. Yeah, absolutely. And walks have been a problem in the past for him too. And, and even this year. So uh, definitely we'll have at least one stack of the Padres if I'm, if I'm heavy on McCullers. Um, moving on. Good old fashioned Stevie Hedgestack. Uh Rockies, Dodgers, John Gray, Walker Bueller. Um, any interest here in John Gray? Not against his Dodgers team. Um his his strikeout stuff just has not been there this year. Um Dodgers are too good. Yeah, like oh uh, man. Uh I know it's a small sample. He pitched well against Texas. I could pitch well against Texas. Right. I'm sorry, like it, I could. Um I'm going to I'm gonna pass on John Gray here. Do you have any interest in Walker Bueller? I do. Get the Rockies out of uh, Coors Field, and they strike out a whole lot more. Uh, Bueller is one of the best pitchers in baseball. So, Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I like Walker Bueller a lot here. Um, you always kind of worry about, like, how deep he'll go into games. Um, like, he hasn't started the season fantastic either, so we, I don't think we really have gotten to see, like, how far they'll let him go yet. Um 
what he's done this season is concerning, but like the matchup is fantastic. I think this is a great spot to hope that like he can get his stuff controlled here and fixed. And um, I don't know who's been catching him. Like I'd have to do a little research, but like with Will Smith out, I'm hoping that Barnes is back there. He's such a good, you know, pitch caller and stuff. So I think Walker Bueller is definitely a top option on this slate. Um, any interest in the Rockies bats at all? No, not against Bueller. Um, and then like the other side, like John Gray, I, I've highlighted this a couple times. Like you know, John Gray, 2018 when we played him a ton was throwing 94 to 96 miles an hour. This season, like his average is like 93 and a half. He's way down, like in terms of like velocity, and like it's not getting better; it's getting worse. Like his velocity is dipping more and more every start. Like I was pull, I pulled it up on Fangraphs before we got started, and like was looking at like his graph, and like it's trending in the wrong direction. So, I think the Dodgers are the top stack on the slate. I think they pound John Gray here. Um, and two years ago, like we probably were talking like how we could play John Gray in this spot. Yeah. I don't know if I was considering him as the top stack on the slate, but I definitely had had interest. I mean, the Dodgers and their left-handed power is just unbelievable tops in baseball. Um, Gray has been has been off this year. It just seems so. Um, I, I like that call. Um, He's giving up home runs too. Like you're giving up Dodgers home runs, and then you're going to face the Dodgers. Anybody. Like, yeah, they can they can score ten runs off of anybody. So I, I really like that call. And they're they're late night. Oh man, love late night Dodgers. Gosh, I love late night Dodgers. Uh, Angels and Athletics. Andrew Heaney, Mike Fires. Um, any interest in Andrew Heaney here? I do. Um, Oakland has a lot of right-handed power. That's it's going to be kind of a boomer bust spot. Uh, Heaney is down there at seventy-seven hundred on DraftKings. Um, I like a lot of the top tier pitching. I think he, you can slot him in there as an SP two in tournaments and just hope for some strikeouts. Oakland will strike out a little bit. Um, he might get beat up, but uh, I do have some interest. Yeah. I, I don't love him in the spot. Uh, like Oakland, they profile like pretty well against him. Like the only thing is like Mark, Mark Kana and like Simeon and Chapman, they do not profile like pitch wise against him really well. So like, I could see him pitching well, like if he can, you know, kind of pitch around like Loriano and Pinder and these guys, like he could pitch well here. I think he's in play. I, I do. Um, like I'm on the fence. He's like one of those guys I'm like kind of on the fence um, with, but I, I do think he is someone we can look at. Like the strikeout stuff is he's around like a 24% guy and that's, you know, a little bit lower than last year. So maybe we'll see it bump up a little bit. Um Mike Fires on the other side, I don't typically play pitchers against the Angels. Um, like, there's just not a ton of upside to face this team. I, I know the bottom of the order is a lot worse this season um, than it has been in the past, but Fires is a 10% K guy. Like, he is a – I want to go out there and throw fly balls, and I hope they don't go over the fence. And, like, that is just not what you want to do against, like, the power of Trout, Rendon, and Otani. Yeah, I, I totally agree. No chance I play Fires. Let's talk Angels bats. Like Trout's 62, Rendon's 53, but like Otani's 45. I think he's a straight up real strong cash game play at that price. Um, I like the Angels here. Uh, whether you want to do like a three or five man, you know, depending on like what you can fit in price wise, um, I think they're super in play against Mike Fires here. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's just whether you can fit the full stack with the, the top end pitching that, you, that we're targeting on the slate is the only concern. But uh, a three man, Otani's price makes it easier. And, and if you want to go a cheap guy to fit that in, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Um, Oakland, if you're not playing Heaney, I think you can look at potentially rolling like a three to five man stack. They have, they have so much underrated power in this lineup. Yeah, definitely. And and they all hit lefties really well. Uh, Simeon, Loriano, Chapman, Canna, uh, even Olsen okay, is okay lefty-lefty. We've already talked about how nobody plays lefty-lefty. Um, so if you want to stack that in a tournament, I think you're going to get pretty low ownership on it. All right, um, we finish it out here. Diamondbacks, Giants, Robbie Ray, Logan Webb. Um, any interest here in Robbie Ray? Uh, it's a, always an ownership decision with Robbie Ray. If he's going to be low-owned, um, sure, he could go out and strike out 10 Giants. If he's going to be chalk, um, I think his price was down there. Yeah, 7,300. I think he's going to be a little bit popular. Um, if, if he's popular, I'm not going to have near as much interest. But, but if he's unowned, then, yeah, I'll play him a little bit. I do not like him at all. Um, I like the Giants on this game. Again, like, it feels like the third straight day that I've liked the Giants. But, man, like – Robbie Ray is sitting at a 6.4 xFIP this season. Like, that's bad. Like, there's bad and there's really bad. And, like, that's bad. Um, you know, he's allowed at least five run runs and three of five starts. He pitched well against the Padres last time out. But even in the game that he, like, he pitched well, he still walked six guys. He can't throw strikes right now. So, like, you're giving me a team that's super cheap outside of, like, two guys. Um, like, I'm, I'm – I like – I like the Giants again. Um, and on the other side, like Logan Webb, like I picked on Arizona a ton this season, but like he's not a guy to pick on with them. Like he doesn't strike anybody out. Yeah, I agree. And he walks a ton of guys too. Like this is a game, like if you're a fan in the stands, like, you know, you're one of those little cardboard cutouts, you're going to fall asleep from all the walks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, let's talk bats. Arizona, anything standing out to you here? Um, so I have quite a bit of Arizona tonight. They, they've yet to start. So I'll be really curious to see how they perform here. But um, I do like the lefties, Calhoun, uh, Kettle Marte, David Peralta. Um, th that would probably be it for me. Yeah, I like Calhoun's price too. Um, so we'll have to see how it kind of plays out. But man, I'm hoping the Giants go off. I played a Bieber Kershaw team with a giant stack and like both of those guys went over 30. So like, Come on, Giants. Don't fail me. I've got a ton of Giants. I know what I'm doing after this show. Uh, I'm going to watch the San Francisco Giants. Um, I already kind of talked about the Giants bats. What's your thoughts on them here? You can always stack against Ray. They're, like you mentioned, six walks in his best start this season. So, I mean, he's going to have traffic on the bases. All it takes is one guy to run into one. Um, this Giants lineup is improved from – Last year, uh, the ballpark is playing better than the top three pitchers park it has been in the past. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't mind a full stack at all against Ray. Yeah, the only thing COVID's done for us this season that's been great is uh, block off those gates in San Francisco and the ball's flying. So, um, man, Slater's 2800 Um, I love that price on him. I think that price is just – I, I think you could really consider playing him in cash games. Um, Joey Bart, who got called up on Thursday, he's 2300 Like, if you're looking to go to, like, top-end guys, 
Like you can make a Bueller Nola team, throw in a few Giants, and do whatever you want with the rest. So, um, I, I love the Giants. Like, don't forget about Flores. I know you got to use your first base spot, but who cares? Like, this dude has a three thirty ISO against uh, left-handed pitching this season. Robbie Ray is giving it up with the best of them. Like, I love the Giants, man. Go ahead. Question five on the morning grind game. Stack to score six more runs. San Francisco Giants, lock it in. Um, let's play that morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here for the weekend because uh, it's a busy NASCAR weekend. I got a ton of stuff to do. We got five races this weekend, starting with the truck race on Friday. So I get baseball and trucks on the same day. Um, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Um, give me Andrew Heaney. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with, uh, Chad cool. The more I think about it, the more I don't hate him. Um, like as we were going through the slate, I think he's super interesting for tournaments as much as that team strikes out. Um, give me a guy over eight K to score under 15, like a bus type of play. Uh, Dakota Hudson. All right. I'm glad you didn't take my guy. Got to, I got to hate on your boy, John Lester. Again, (laughs) I have a John Lester Jersey. I have a John Lester Red Sox all-star jersey in my closet. Um, I've not always hated on John Lester, but he's not the same guy. Like he's They're not either going to continually fly out to the warning track or he's going to give up three home runs. <laughs> I hope it's the, the, the home run route. Um, give me a guy over 4K, your expensive home run on this slate. Uh, Xander Bogarts. Xander, I like it. Um, it's my nickname, my kid. Um, you know what? Give me Eloy Jimenez, um, against Lester. I really like that kid. I think he has so much talent, uh, under 4k to get two hits. Who do you got? Uh, there's a guy I talked about earlier that really needs to move up in the order. Uh, Kyle Tucker. I like that one. He's in the placeholder lineup that I built. Um, I'm going to go with Austin Slater, like batting leadoff against Robbie Ray. I like his chances to get two hits in this one. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got? Give me Boston. All right. I already said it. I'm going Giants. I'm hoping my – I went Oakland on Thursday. That game's just getting started. I hope they um, I hope they pan out, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No. Uh, just enjoy your nice, relaxing weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, plenty of monster energy in the fridge, ready to get it rolling there. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see you in chat, buddy. I hope you have a nice little NASCAR takedown again. So that's going to wrap it up here for Friday. Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy some baseball, some NASCAR, some basketball. I'm sure there's golf going on. I don't know if there's MMA going on, but let's just enjoy the, the fact that sports are back and um, we have something to, you know, sweat, watch and enjoy. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again on Monday.